All right, Rabbi Yisrael, the next Mishnah, the next Mishnah goes like this. Rabbi Elezer ben Shamua Oimeh. Rabbi Elezer ben Shamua Oimeh. This is a very, very important Mishnah, Rabbi Yisrael. This is an important Mishnah. This is an important Mishnah for me. This is an important Mishnah for me. And it's also an important Mishnah for you. And it's a very important Mishnah in general. Okay, listen to this. You'll understand why. Rabbi Elezer ben Shamua Oimeh. The covered of your Talmud, of your student, should be as beloved to you as your own. And the covered of your Chava, of your friend, should be like the covered of your Rebbe. And the fear of your Rebbe should be like the fear of Shomayim. So we have over here a very, very interesting Mishnah, which has a lot of things that are included in the Mishnah. Okay, let's try to go through some of them right now. Rebbe Ezra ben Shamua, by the way, Rashi, in Shabbos, Tafiyotesama base, brings down that Rebbe Ezra ben Shamua is generally referred to in Shas as Rebbe Ezra. That's what we generally find. Rebbe Ezra, as we know, the Gemara tells us, those of you that are learning Masech to Saita, the Gemara tells us, Rebbe Ezra, was a Koyin, and, as well as we said yesterday, was one of Rabbi Akiva's, Eli, was one of Rabbi Akiva's final five Talmidim, right? The five Talmidim that we spoke about, like Boimah, that uh, continued Rafal, that continued the Messiah of Klal Yisrael. Rabbi Lezzi was one of them. He got a smicha from Yehuda ben Bava, and um, it was an incredible thing. He tried to go away from Eretz Yisrael. He wasn't able to, whatever it would be, maybe. Okay? Fall, yeah? Okay. So this is a very, very important um, Mishnah. Rebbe was also one of the very last of the Asarei Aruge Malchus. The Asarei Aruge Malchus we talk about on Tishabav, right? We have a kinna specifically designated to them that they are, the Asarei Malchus were the ten Gedolim uh, who were unfortunately taken from the world in a very, very uh, tragic manner. And Yemlezer was the last one. He was killed right before Shabbos Kodesh. Even though he begged to um, Mekayim, his last mitzvah of Shabbos Kodesh, his request was in fact refused. And he died with the words of Kiddush on his lips. And uh, Pascal came out. The Gemara goes through the whole thing, which we're not talking about now. It's all Medrash that goes through the whole Indian over there. But what we're saying over here is a few things, and I want to mention a few things over here, which I think are very, very important over here. And that is we're mentioning like this, Rabbi Yisrael. Listen carefully. And that's a very important thing. One of the very, very important, I believe, ideas that every Rebbe should internalize, and that is the covet of the Talmidim. And I really believe it to be very, very choshev. And I'll tell you why. First of all, we're all familiar with the Gemara in Marcus. The Gemara in Marcus tells us that mitamid of Yosem mikulam, out of all the people that anyone, any human being can ever learn from, from his Talmidim, he can learn the most. Right? Now, there are different types of Rebbeim out there. I'm not going to get too much involved because I'll get in trouble. But there are different types of Rebbeim out there. There are some incredible, incredible Rebbeim really, really incredible Rabbeim who de- designated their lives to help other people in a beautiful manner. And they talk to help people and they build up people and they build up worlds and, it, and it's amazing. But there are unfortunately, like everywhere, there's always some people that don't fit that box, like in everything. And I, they don't mean it in a bad way. None of them mean it in a, in a, uh, 
in a bad way. They all try to do the best they can, but unfortunately, just, you know, sometimes they don't have the gift, or sometimes they don't have the siyat or sometimes they're just, you know, using the wrong tools, whatever it may be. But I believe this to be a very important tool, and that is that if every Rebbe would have a respect for his Talmidim, would understand that they deserve respect. You know, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky was a god Lador. When anyone would come to ask him Mishayla, now most people were younger and probably less knowledgeable than Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's Zatzal, but whenever they came to ask Mishayla, he would stand up, like he would get off his chair, he would stand up and talk to the person. Why? What, what's the problem? You're the God Lador, you're the Roshiva, you're the, wherever you were, the Pesachadot. Why are you standing up? The answer is, every person deserves respect. And that's true in every way. Every single person deserves respect. How much more so a person should give respect to his Talmudim? I'll, I'll tell you from a personal level, I personally... I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. You know, I've got to speak at this at this Shabbaton in a few weeks. And one of the things I'm for sure going to mention, even though I haven't actually written speeches yet for it yet, but one of the things I'm going to mention, these are for parents who've got kids off the derech, and I've got to give them chizuk and, and give them tools, whatever. One of the things that I'm going to mention, amongst many, is how much I personally am in awe with so many things I see from what the Talmudim do. Okay? I'll just give you a random example from someone recently in yeshiva, who told me this, it's irrelevant who it is, and, and please just be mature about it, like it doesn't make a difference who it is, but Abacha told me that he he came into yeshiva with a second phone, uh, with the intention of obviously hiding the second phone, and having one that was filtered, whatever. And that second phone was called Dova Asa, he was able to access whatever he wanted, and unfortunately he did. He realized that it was the wrong thing to do, he realized he wasn't gaining from it, he was only losing from it, his man wasn't going the way it should do, and it was because of that. So he gave in his second phone. And this way he only has one filtered phone, the way that Yeshiva wanted it, the way that helps his learning. And he's, you know, Baruch Hashem since then done very, 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 very well. I said, to, I sent him a message. And I don't know if he know, I, I don't know if he understood that I meant it, but I absolutely meant it. I said to him, I'm jealous of your Olam Abba. Because here you are, a boy who has Taivas, who has Saharas, who have the second phone, nobody caught it, nobody, maybe, maybe no one would have caught it, I don't know, irrelevant. And you gave it up on your own because you realized that it was bad for you. I said, I'm in awe of what you did. And, and I mean it. I honestly mean it. I see so many kids so often who do so much. You know, sometimes people have this warped idea of what mysterious Nefesh is. Mysterious Nefesh has to be mummy in the desert and you're, you're still learning and you're starving and whatever and fasting. That, that might be mysterious Nefesh for some people. But I believe that every single person has their own mysterious Nefesh. And I believe that every single Bacha has their mysterious nefesh, their fights, their challenges, that is difficult for them, that they were brought up with, that they were grow up with, whatever it is, the environment that they lived in, everyone's different, everyone's got their challenges. And each and every person is hopefully trying to overcome those challenges. We don't always win, sometimes we fall, that's okay. But I personally, I, I see it, it's amazing. And, and I think if, I think if Rebbein would be able to see the godless of how well each Talmud tries on his level. Yes, he might not be doing the same as his friend, his chavrusa, his roommate, or his whatever it may be. That's irrelevant. Every person tries their, their little lot while they were sent into the world, and that's good enough. You know, everyone makes fun when we, when we say the following line. And I've heard people make fun, and it's okay. I'm okay with that. But, but it's okay that I continue saying it. You know, 50 boys, 50 mahalchem. Right? People are, oh, it's very cute, it's a nice cliche, when you want to make a campaign, it's wonderful. Do you know how many times boys come to me and they say, why are you doing this to me, what about him? And I say, ah, now you understand, 50 boys, 50 mahalchem. Meaning when you, when you have, when you have, when you experience that idea that things are different for every person, because you realize that everyone's different. There is no one box that fits everybody. 
Everyone's different, and everyone should be treated differently. Yes, there are certain things that are, uh, you know, encompassing rule for everybody, because that's how you have to run some kind of institution, otherwise the whole thing collapses. But on a, you know, on a private way, it's important. And I do believe that this mission is teaching us that. That the covet that we have to give for our tamidim, for our students, should be like the covet that we want to receive ourselves. I believe that can change relationships between Rebbeim and tamidim. And we all know here in this room how many tamidim have grown up in a bad environment of Rebbeim and have experienced the bad end of, unfortunately, some people in Chinuch. And because of that, they have a bad taste for Rebbeim, for Chinuch, for Rebbeim, for Rabbonim, whatever it may be. Hopefully, Be'ezus Hashem, we're trying to undo that. But that's not the point. The point is that if, if this mission is teaching us what it's teaching us, it means that every Rebbe, every human being desires covered. We're going to learn that later on in the mission, coming up soon. Every human being wants covered, and that's okay. You're allowed to want covered to a certain extent. If you run after covered, you have problems. But if you are, everyone wants covered and it helps you to grow, we'll talk about it from the morale. We'll get to that mission coming up soon in a couple of days. But the point is, Every human being wants covered. If we give our Talmudim, our students, those that learn from us, and by the way, I want to be very clear, this shmuz is not just for Rebbeim in yeshiva and teachers in a school. It can be for parents as well. Because parents are also teachers to a certain extent to their, to their children. It could be for a boss. It could be for anyone that has anyone under you. By the way, every single one of you, Be'etzim in some, some degree, have Talmudim. Because you have people that look up to you, you don't even realize it sometimes. I hear this from boys, like, oh, him, wow. You don't even realize that people look up to you. Therefore, you're quote-unquote teaching them. So therefore, to give everyone respect. That's what this mission is teaching us. And then, This is also something I believe requires a little bit of a chizik in this generation. And that is what the Shulchan tells us very clearly. And there's many, many halachas in Yerodeo about this. If you open up in Yerodeo, you open up Shulchan Aruch, you open up a... It's a good idea, by the way, to learn. But if Manim Simon Reishman and Beis in Yerodeo in Shulchan Aruch talks about Kovid Rebbe, Kovid Tamot Chocham. There are certain halachas. Chazal tell us in the Gemara that if you want to cling to the Shechina, it's one of the greatest things you could do, is be dovok to the Shechina. How do you do that? How are you dovok to the Shechina? How do you cling to Hashem? So one simple way is to go after the midas, the characteristics of the Rabbani Shlonim. HaKadosh Baruch has Rachmanis, we should also have Rachmanis, right? So we should cling to the characteristics of the Rabbani Shlonim. Same is true, says the Gemara, that if you cling to Talmidei Chachamim, it's Ki'ilu, says the Gemara, you are clinging to the Shechina. And therefore, there's a little bit of respect that we've kind of lost. It could be because of the generation that we're living in. The Gemara tells us that the day right before Mashiach, there's going to be a certain chutzpah in the world. So it could be that's the chutzpah that's sort of, you know, very, very widespread. It could also be because many people have a bad look at what Rebbeim are and whatever it is. Why should I give them respect? But a person has to realize that someone that's teaching him Torah for sure, a human being requires respect. We've spoken about that many times. Every human being. Your roommate, your friend, your Rebbe, your teacher, your, your parent, your sibling. Every single person requires respect. That's, that's, that's Aleph Beit. That's Poshet. But we're going on a higher level. We're talking about Tamidei Chachamim. Right? The Gemara tells us how many people were destroyed because they were Mavazah Tamidei Chachamim. It's probably one of the worst Averis. If you look at the Chovetz Chaim at the beginning of the Akdama, you've learned it in Shemir Saloshan, he talks about a person that speaks badly against Tamid Chachamim. I, I witnessed something which I cannot tell you this is true. Meaning I witnessed it, but I can't tell you this is how the world works. And what I'm saying is 100% true. But I witnessed something that I at the time saw something and it hit me. I saw a guy on Shul who used to bash the Rav of the Shul. 
Okay, uh, it's a common thing, unfortunately. Um, and he bashed it to one of his ch- His children were very young at the time. I'm going back now, I'm going back now 18, uh, 17, 18 years ago. So his kids were like really young at the time. Again, I don't want to say this because I'll be in big trouble. But I saw this and I, maybe that's why everyone showed it to me. I don't know if it's true. I would never accuse him of that. I'm just saying. His children went off the derch. I am not saying that's the result. I'm chas for shalom that anyone should take from this that the kids go for the derch because the father chas for shalom. There are many reasons. There are many wonderful parents out there that have children like that. It's in the sign. It's in the sign of the generation. Wonderful, wonderful. I always had it. That's not the reason. But in this particular case, I thought that maybe it could be. And the Chavot Chaim talks about it. The Chavot Chaim says in Akdoma to Shemir Saloshim that when a person bashes Rebbeim, <coughs> what is he instilled within his children? Eh, this Rav is goonish. The Rav doesn't know anything, doesn't know how to talk, doesn't know what to say, doesn't know anything. The child picks it up very quickly. And then when, when, you're, when the child gets older and you want him to, oh, we're going to have to ask a das we're going to have to show him, but he's crazy. I grew up that you bashed at the system the whole time. I'm not interested. So you've got to be very, very careful. But the Rizayin of Tamidah Chachomim is probably one of the worst things that a person can do. It's a very, very dangerous thing that a person can do. And that's why over here the Mishnah is telling us, that the covet of your friend should be like the fear of your teacher. And again, we need to have what? Fear of our teachers, fear of our Rebbeim. How? Remember, teachers, Rebbeim, obviously the right ones that are doing the right thing, are bringing down Torah from Sinai to you. They're giving you a future. We know the Mishnah and Yuma. What does the Mishnah say? That if a person's biological father is drowning, and his Rebbe is drowning, obviously you pick your Rebbe over to save, if you can only save one. Why? Very simple. Because your father brought you down to this world, which is wonderful and beautiful, and we thank him every day of our lives for doing so. And we have a Korosatoiv, and we have a and that's wonderful. But your Rebbe on the other hand brings you to the next world also. And therefore, the Mishnah says clearly in Yuma that we give covered more, in that case, specifically, to your Rebbe more than that, more than your father. Okay? I'm not getting, I'm not getting, if your father's a Rebbe also, what does it mean a Rebbe? I, I, that's already details. But I'm giving you the idea. I'm giving you the idea that your Moira Rabbah Kamoira Shamayim, Rabbi Sai, people have to have, and I've seen it as well. And I've spoken over here about it before. If you remember, we've had guest speakers that came in the past and people are schmoozing and talking and walking out and murmuring and on the phone. And as I said, it's not respect. I understand. Maybe the drosha doesn't interest you. Maybe it's very boring. Could be. And maybe I agree with you, but that's fine. But I also have what to do. But I have to, have to you sit the respect because he's a human being, number one, who deserves respect. And he's a Rebbe, or he's a Tamad Chacham, or he's a Chosh And therefore he deserves respect. It's something that we have to work on. It's something that I feel, not here specifically, but I've just seen it. It's being a little bit lacking. The Olam have to realize that a Tamil Chocham, it's halach and shulchan aruch, requires respect. Rather, we respect him for anything he says or he does is irrelevant. Whether we know what he says is irrelevant. The point is, we have to realize, If Kaviyochel, the Rabbi was able to come down. Can you imagine the respect, how quiet the base measure would be? And we'll put with their phones, no one do anything. Chazal are telling us that your Rebbe deserves the same respect. He deserves the same respect. What's the difference from Rebbe? I'm not going into whether it means Rebbe Muvuk or not. We know Chazal tell us that anyone taught you anything is better than considered to be a Rebbe. That's, that's, that's for sure. You want to go higher, Rebbe Muvuk. What does it mean, Rebbe Muvuk? Nowadays, do we have a Rebbe Muvuk? Okay. Someone that teaches you Rav of your Torah. Someone that teaches you Mahalach HaChayim. Teach you Mahalach in learning. Whatever it may be, there's different Mahalachim. I'm not going to go into it now. But I'll component, that's the realization. Rabbi say, let's be Mahazik. Let's be Mahazik in covered of our friends. Covered of our Talmidim, whoever they may be. And of course, covered of our Rebbeim. Which ultimately, as we said yesterday, leads to one thing. Moira Shemayim. 
which is ultimately that's the goal. The goal is to have the fear of heaven, the fear of the rabbinish loylam, and that fear doesn't mean scared, it means in awe. And that's an important thing. Okay, everybody say tomorrow, next mission.